Okay, Steph, I came across this joke this week. What's every elf's favorite type of music? Uh, I don't know. It's rap. Rap. Because they like to rap. <laughs> to rap again, you know? <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. We are on uh, episode two of Christmas in July. This week, again, we have Steph Jones joining us. What's up, Steph? Hey, 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 now. I don't know about you, but all week, you know, I've been having visions of sugar plums dancing in my head because of this Christmas series in July that we're doing. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I mean... Yeah, it has felt like an open fire outside a couple of days. <laughs> That's right. That is Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so if you were with us last week, um, we asked the question, when is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? So we had so many different answers come in on our Instagram, um, on our story. And so it all led down to two answers as they voted them out, Steph. And Period. I think you said year round for you, right? Like right. anytime, when you want to, don't matter. When I want. <laughs> when you want, okay. Bubba, I think, was the one that said uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then th- these are the two that made it to the final round. All right. The answers here. And they're very similar, but we're fine-tuning, you know, when our answer really can be. So the first one is right after Thanksgiving. So okay. Finish your meal either that night or the next day. Black Friday, I guess, when you're in the stores, you'll hear all of the Christmas music. Christmas, okay. Christmas everywhere. Or, answer number two, December 1st. So this okay. Or, you know, the month of December, I guess, is Christmas. It's what Christmas. Your, what are your thoughts on those two answers? I respect both of those. Yeah. I would probably go more towards the... Um, right after thanksgiving well i don't know sometimes i feel bad for thanksgiving you know i think it gets overlooked you know halloween's right before it and then christmas is right after it i mean it's like you know the stepchild that no one really that no one really wants you know and it's just all about the food we don't even say thankful i don't know yeah we're thankful for a day and that counts for the year (laughs) yeah i'm i'm sorry for you thanksgiving but so i would do right after thanksgiving um because you know thanksgiving's over Everyone's full. You got your naps. You, yeah. you eat your leftovers, and then, you know, let the Christmas music go on. Yeah, go yeah. on. Yep. All right. Well, the people have voted. We have we have a winner. Uh, for right. This, this uh, championship. So, we're gonna call this the ENC Podcast Listener Verified Acceptable Time to Start Listening to Christmas Music. Woo! That's a doozy. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with. Though. <laughs> According to our listeners, right. that time is right after Thanksgiving. Okay. Here and that's 83% of people. Oh, who wow. Big, yeah. I was expecting a narrow margin there, but. Wow. There you go. So mark your calendars, everyone. You can start listening to Christmas music on Black Friday, basically. Okay. All right. I mean, and some people consider Thanksgiving to be over. By like 5 p.m. because, you know, some stores open up. So, you know. That's true. It's Black Friday has made its way to Thursday now. So. Yes. <laughs> start early. <laughs> like Gray Thursday. Like, gray Thursday. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're transitioning here. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, Steph, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Like, I know we talked about music last week, but. Oh my gosh. Um, a single favorite. Uh, what is it? Hard kind of bells, sweet silver bells, all singing. That one, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That one puts you in the Christmas. Christmas oh man. For sure. It brings back memories because in chorus we sang that, and so I still remember the lyrics because. Oh man. Our, you know, they all lead into us. So. <laughs> That's incredible. What about you? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I actually have a favorite, but growing up, I was always a huge fan of Elvis, and that always made me really like Blue Christmas because, you know, oh. he'd be killing that song. I mean, Which make, makes it sound sad, like Christmas is sad, but it's not. It's just I like that song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, last week I think we uh, ended our our episode talking a little bit about the Christmas story. Yes. Um. So we thought maybe this week we could go more into the nativity scene itself. Have you ever seen any of those like really creative nativity scenes that are I out have. there? I have, and then um, you know, you introduced me to a couple. And then, you know, I've seen some, some pretty cute ones, like even in people's yards, you know what I mean? Some pretty oh, yeah. cute ones, they've dressed up, you know, all the characters and things like that. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Have you ever been in a nativity scene? I have not. Mm, I have not. Or have a Christmas you? play, I guess, for a nativity scene. Uh, I have not. So I've worked behind the scenes for one, though. You know, uh, believe it or not, I like uh, behind the scenes work a little more than being on the stage. I get that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've helped with the behind the scenes. Actually, it was like a running joke at my church. People who played Mary and Joseph, they ended up getting married. Like, we just what? saw a pattern. I know. We saw a pattern. They're like, oh, when do you want to be married? Not right now. You know, I'm not, not, I'm not in my Mary status. So, um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now that wouldn't that wouldn't work at my church because like eighty five percent of the people that go there are related. Ugh. So <laughs> it always That's has to be story. like my married aunt and uncle, or <laughs> you know, right. something like that, so that it doesn't turn <laughs> into something weird. But yeah, anyway, that's not the story we want to tell. That's not the story. That's not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's mess. The Christmas story is messed already. We don't need. Yeah. We don't need any more. <laughs> we don't need to help it. <laughs> anyway. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, I found a couple of really creative nativity scenes that we'll put on our Instagram and probably our Facebook too. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about them <laughs> on this episode because yes. you can't avoid it. So you'll have to, you know, visualize or go to our Instagram page to see these. But the first one is the hipster slash millennial nativity. Steph, what are your thoughts here? I mean, I'm noticing the segues, the Amazon boxes of the three wise men. I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed. Someone's taking a selfie, like Joseph. <laughs> Joseph taking a selfie. And, and and Mary, she has you know the duck lips and the classic peace sign, the hipster peace sign. A Starbucks cup in her hand. Starbucks cup off the shoulder shirt. I mean, they is that on the roof? Are those? Solar panels? Solar. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm amazed. I was hoping you would notice that. <laughs> I'm amazed. That's great. Yeah, and we've got even you know the shepherd over here with his sheep uh, wearing a sweater because you know God didn't prepare the sheep for 
staying warm with their wool or anything. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a wild nativity scene. I also really appreciate that Joseph is barefoot. I was just looking <laughs> at his bare feet like, oh, yeah, so okay. Yeah, so maybe, who knows, maybe that would be a modern day telling of the nativity in some ways. All right, our next one is the dog nativity. Might oh be a gosh. personal favorite. It's super cute. <laughs> it's all these little dog statues. <laughs> It's adorable, and and one of them is holding a staff. <laughs> and the wise, the wise men, well, the wise dogs. Sorry, awesome. the wise dogs have like crowns. They are super. And look at you know Jesus in dog form. Like, have you ever seen a cuter puppy? I haven't. So blessed. So blessed. So blessed. So blessed. The little angel dog. Oh my gosh. Yes. All right. Our next one is a local bakery who created their depiction of the nativity what are your thoughts here i i mean they got this down you know they they got this down the the wise breads are are bringing their gifts mm. but they they're bringing yeah they're bringing bread to bread so i don't know <laughs> i don't know you know maybe they should have bought like a rolling pin or you know, I don't know, but some kind of accessory. You know, yeah. yeah, sprinkles maybe, like or oh, um, that would be cute. Yeah, jam, jam. <laughs> no, but we, I mean, we don't, don't want to eat the bread, but I... yeah, true. But I mean, Jesus is called the bread of life, so I feel like this could be one of the best nativity scenes. Out the the most accurate, most accurate right there. All right, and our final scene that we're going to talk about today is the Coca Cola. In a shoebox. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was this? Christmas on a budget? Um, yeah, this is how you do nativity on a budget here, the nativity scene. Okay, I mean, this is amazing. You know, they have Jose, Maria, Jesus. Even the angel up on top. Amazing. It with the amazing. wings, they put the wings on a Coke bottle. I'm with it. What a touch. That's a good touch. And, you know, Mary has her little head scarf and Joseph has the staff. It's pretty quality. I will say this may be on a budget, but it is not without effort because it is hard to find a name that you're looking for. That's right. You have to search through all the cans and yeah, they're not alphabetized. So oh, uh-uh. I've never found one with my name on it. So I, I think my mom, so my mom used to live in Atlanta and um, the Coke, Coca is based out of there. Mm-hmm. I think she found one with my name on it. Yeah. That's cool. I drank I bet, it though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did one time a friend found one with my name on it. And so she tore the uh, label off of it and mailed it to me. <laughs> just the <Great>. label. <laughs> I was like, perfect. Just the label? Just the label. Yep. Got to do what you got to do. Hey, you know. All right. So if you haven't already checked these out, you definitely need to go to our Instagram, flip through these uh, nativity scenes and leave any comments or thoughts that you have. Or how would you, if you had to create your own nativity scene, Mm. how can you be creative? I've even seen some that have like stormtroopers and Batman and it gets wild. So we would love to hear your thoughts here, how you would create uh, your own nativity scene. What would your nativity scene look like? You know, 
I feel like I would want to do sometimes when I get creative, which isn't always every day, but <laughs> occasionally <laughs> when I get creative, <clears throat> I always think it's kind of neat to like not buy anything to create. So like going outside and finding whether it be sticks or uh, mm. cones or, you know, whatever pieces you have to find to make. So that, I think that's the route I would go. Walk I the like streets, it. see what you find. Walk the streets, that's <laughs> it. And create your nativity. That? I love it. That's great. What would you do? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it would be like music symbol. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe something like with um guitars like oh you could you know use an acoustic a, a bass you know electric i would just have like a bunch of different you know what i mean wouldn't that be like, cool the ukulele is jesus <laughs> that's jesus the little baby like yeah jesus, i think that would be cute incredible. <laughs> i like that because they could all have their own personality too you know yep yeah that's creative i dig it so i want to see you posting on you know media with your creation of the nativity do <laughs> i do yeah i do i want to be looking for that come december 1st when you start listening to christmas music um or okay after thanksgiving not december 1st um, about, right after i finish my thanksgiving meal i will be posting rounding that. up your guitars mm -hmm. perfect perfect all right so i think one way that we can really bring this together especially for this episode is by actually talking about what the Christmas story looked like. So we just went online, found um, one telling. You can find, I mean, literally thousands, and they'll all have a different detail. Right. But this is just one of the tellings of the Christmas story. And so I thought maybe we could just read that and then stop any time that we're like, eh. I don't know. Mm, is that right? <laughs> So do you want me to read it and you stop or do you want to read it and me stop? Either way is fine with me. Um, okay. okay. I'll, I'll just read it and then you just stop me anytime there's something wrong or maybe a detail left out. All right. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. So everyone went to his own city to be taxed. Joseph went to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child and riding on a donkey. Mm. <laughs> Was it a donkey? Was there a donkey in the story? I, hmm. Okay, I don't recall. I don't recall there actually being a donkey, but we oh. do depict that a lot in our uh, Christmas plays, so... We do. Maybe okay. we should reconsider. I mean, it's not far-fetched. She was pregnant. Might be, you know, difficult to walk so far. But the scripture does not clearly say <laughs> she was riding on a donkey. Could have been a camel. Could have been a camel. Anything, really. In, yeah. All right. Okay. And when they arrived, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. <laughs> So she delivered as soon as she slid off the donkey? <laughs> oh, wow. oh, hey, okay, all right, Mary. <laughs> Brave yes. for traveling at that time. <laughs> yes, Jesus was ready to come into the world. All right. He was. He is not waiting any longer. Yeah, so maybe, maybe not the moment they rolled up into Bethlehem. Right, 
which funny story i have a cousin who when he was younger couldn't pronounce bethlehem and so he called it buffalo ham and that was like 12 years ago so we still aggravate him to this day (laughs) about buffalo ham (laughs) and i can't read the story without thinking of that all right continuing searching for a place to stay on christmas day mary oh you're making a face christmas (laughs) and christmas day okay all right they did they um was it christmas yeah did they (laughs) did they they say that was it was it on christmas day was that okay that might not have been in their language at the time (laughs) i mean i don't think so christians weren't even established yet i mean (laughs) christ was just being born (laughs) well not yet remember not when they first got Sorry. A few Sorry. <laughs> Him coming. Yeah. Uh, I did read somewhere that they actually think it would have been sometime between like spring and fall. Because if you think about like the, the shepherds, at least being out in their fields with sheep, like they wouldn't have them out in the middle of winter, which would be Christmas. <laughs> so right. very, I don't know any shepherd who would do that. No. Do you know shepherds personally? You know, (laughs) (laughs) no, the one, even the ones I don't know, they wouldn't do that. You know? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. So Mary and Joseph, not on Christmas day, uh, visited the innkeeper who told them that there was no room in the inn. Okay. So the innkeeper pointed them to the stable. Wait, uh, does it, uh, so, was there an innkeeper actually mentioned, or Good question. Every Christmas play I see has an innkeeper, but... Yeah, there's an innkeeper saying no room in the inn, but we, we, don't, we don't know that. And actually, um, I went to Jerusalem in February, right? Mm-hmm. I just made it before Rona came and made her appearance. Um, <laughs> And we we went to Bethlehem, which is is not owned um, or not ruled by um, Israel anymore. It's it's actually part of Palestine. Mm-hmm. And we went into the caves that Jesus was born. Um, he was he was actually born in caves. Oh, yeah, in caves. And and she said our our tour guide was named Sana, and she said that. Um, Mary would have been staying at um, Joseph's family's house, but they did not like Mary because they thought that um, they thought that the baby, well, they knew the baby wasn't Joseph's and they didn't agree with who she was and and where she came from, like her social status. Mm -hmm. So they put her in the, the cave that you keep the animals in. Joseph's family put her there. Wow. So that brings a whole other perspective to yes. the story maybe yeah. not necessarily the innkeeper but the in-laws the in the ones. Ooh, Shelby the in-laws <laughs> no room in the in-laws no room <laughs> in the in-laws house mm-hmm. yeah no I think that's yeah makes sense to me I think I read somewhere too they were talking about like the word used there um is actually translated like as guest room so that would make sense given you know the story that uh, your God told, you know, your group and everything that it would be like the guest room in the in-laws house or something like that. 
that that's just what it was because she's like if they came back to Bethlehem, you know, they had to because that's where Joseph's family is. Mm-hmm. Why would they be staying in an inn? She's wouldn't like, why would, wouldn't they be staying with his family? Yeah. So a cousin, an auntie, someone, you know. Someone. Like, <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> Got to be. Right. Yeah, that, make, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, too, like, here's this young lady who they know it's not Joseph's kid. Yeah. Is claiming that it's from God. <laughs> They might be like, yeah, she's sleeping in the cave. Right. She's not Listen, sleeping in our house. You harlot, you can't sleep here. <laughs> we don't know who you are. Yeah, something is funky here. So, yes. So, so okay, so no innkeeper then. Nope. Also, uh, probably not the wooden structure we imagine as a barn that he was born in, more like, no. a, like you were saying. Interesting. Yep. Right. So it says, and Mary gave birth to her firstborn son, surrounded by the animals, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Like, how did we come up with the animals? You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, the just going back to, to what our tour guide said, I mean, it was it was a cave for the animals, but I don't know if the animals would have been there. Mm. It doesn't say that. In- the actual story, you know, that you read the, in scripture, at least, right. doesn't say that. I'm almost wondering if that was added into the story, because all of these people doing Christmas plays were like, we have to have someone that the kids can be, and so. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny. Little Johnny, he can be, <laughs> he can be the sheep. <laughs> yeah, That's one possible way. So again, you know, animals could have been there, but not necessarily explicitly stated within the text. Absolutely. So wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, and there were in the same country, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Oh, shepherds. Shepherds was not in that sentence. That didn't make sense. There were shepherds in the same country. An angel of the Lord came upon them, and they were very afraid. The angel said to them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a multitude of angels joined and sang praise to God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, I was thinking about this one too. I don't think it actually says that the multitude of angels sang. Okay, so it could have just been one well, I think not necessarily, I guess I'm not emphasizing the multitude part, but the singing part. Oh, like, I, I think it just says, praise. <laughs> I think it just says they, they praised God. Okay. Yep. If, Cause they said, hallelujah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And that would have been, that would have been praise to God and probably, yeah. Inviting the shepherds to praise God as well. Yeah. No singing. There could have been. When you envision angels, I always envision singing. So. Gloria in excelsis Deo. I mean. You- and that's all, folks. That's the end of the podcast. Right Solo <laughs> by Stephanie Jones. <laughs> uh, it could have been, you know. When, we don't know. It's That's one thing we have to come to terms with is that we can't know everything always. So it says. We can't. Yeah. And when the angels left them, the shepherds said to each other, let us go to Bethlehem and see this. And they followed the star in the east to find Mary. Oh, 
they follow the star or um did everybody not follow the star yeah wait a minute i thought it was the wise the wise men yeah that's a good catch they read the stars like you know what i mean they Uh mm, okay yeah because i think the shepherd story that's in luke right i believe Mm -hmm. it's in luke i don't think there's a mention of a star at all in luke i think that's just in matthew's gospel with the wise men yeah i think i'm pretty sure so good catch there steph so they they went to find mary and joseph and the baby lying in a manger the prophecy had been fulfilled and that night there came three kings from the east they had seen what Uh, was, was it that night i mean so i mean we're looking at the timeline i mean these were some quick moving (laughs) moving shepherds quick moving kings i mean everyone was just maybe they did have the segues you know maybe maybe they did have the hipster segues yeah yeah interesting so so i guess then we're saying that uh you know the the kings didn't send a message to the shepherds and say let's arrive at 6 p.m for a dinner party hey i'm about to pull up I'm about to pull up. Where you at? They would have had to send like a a bird to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or a star, or a star. Makes sense. You know, I mean, and, and were they kings? I mean, true. I yeah. think we we often think about the song "We Three We Three Kings." You know. Mm-hmm. Of what is it of orientar <laughs> yes of orient and i'm like mm. Listen, <laughs> this time <laughs> you know for a while i thought that the of orientar was a place so the three kings <laughs> of I'm orientar i'm laughing with you, I'm, laughing with you <laughs> oh, I'm totally laughing i'm totally laughing yeah so that became a problem in college when i was like where is orientar <laughs> not really i didn't exotic have. i want to go <sighs> yeah these three kings are from there. Yes. So probably not kings then. I think you were saying earlier too, like wise men, they studied the stars. So kind of like astrologers, maybe we could think. Of yeah. Which would make more sense. The magi. Yeah. Which would make way more sense. They could look at the stars, read and um, kind of determine where to go. Yeah. That yeah. would make more sense. That would. All right. So the three wise men came from the East for they had seen the star and had come to worship Jesus. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. Yay! Yay! When they came into the house, they saw the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented to him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Beautiful. Very nice. If you need a, a pretty funny rendition of this story, I highly recommend going on YouTube and searching children tell the story of the nativity hilarious it's hilarious all right Steph so you know we've talked through the nativity scene the the story of Jesus's birth why why is it important you know to know some of these differences and distinctions that you know we made they they seem you know in some ways a little petty at times to really point out like all of the small details so what are your thoughts on on why we should think about it at least i mean i feel like a lot of 
small details that are off like make a big issue you know what i mean or like it, it could present like all right well um where did where did this version come from you know if if this is different from the bible have we added our own you know our own seasoning onto it you know or does it look good in a in a nativity scene you know to yeah. hear angels singing and you know rejoicing and things like that so yeah it's just it's about accuracy and i mean not to go on a tangent but i feel like a lot of people talk about um you know the inconsistencies between uh matthew mark luke and john you know it's like oh all over the place and different accounts and stuff like that so i think it is important to take into account that this was so long ago and the story just like the game of telephone <laughs> has been passed down <laughs> so many times so um you know, I mean, because at the end of the day, we know that Jesus was born, you know, whether it was, you know, in a, a manger, a cave, you know, a parking lot, wherever, we know that he came into the, the world to save us. So, yeah. And that's the important centerpiece of the whole thing right there. Mm -hmm. So a couple other questions that we can, you know, maybe consider a little bit. We sing the song, Silent Not, Holy Not. Was it a silent night? <laughs> I mean, I've never heard a silent birth, you know. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Mary, I mean, but, you know, people had never seen Immaculate Conception either. So That's it could have, it could have very well. Maybe God muted all the sounds. Who knows? Could have been, yeah. Kept everything calm and peace. Maybe where yeah. Jesus, well, I was going to say where Jesus is, there's always peace. But people can still not be feeling that, I guess. That's true. Very true. So, yeah, because I even think about with the shepherds coming in, like they're going to have their sheep with them. Yeah. Are they going to be silent sheep too? I don't know. No. People are praising, singing, maybe. Right. Or maybe the Probably sheep just knew to be quiet. Yeah. All right. Second question I want to ask Was Jesus white? Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. I'm going to say props not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to say that too. Just in that time, you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking when they went to go hide in Egypt, a, a white family would have stuck out. I mean, yeah. you're not going to really be able to blend in with Egyptians, um, you know, if you, if you are white. So maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. So all of this, you know, thinking about the nativity scene, Christmas plays that we see, all of those things. You know, if you think about it, that they don't always give us the whole picture or the whole story that's happening. Because I often think about like the, there's a, a verse, I think it's Matthew 2.16, where it talks about that King Herod was furious that the wise men didn't report back to him about where the baby was born. And so he actually ends up sending soldiers to like kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem um, who were two years old and under. Um, just because of, you know, the time frame with the wise men's report of the star and all that. So thinking about it that way, you know, we see this beautiful, perfect representation of what we think the nativity scene looks like, forgetting that at the same time, like Herod's about to have all of these other baby boys killed. And so this Prince of Peace is being born at a time where there's about to be not any peace. You know, right in the, the community opposite. at least the opposite mm -hmm. of that and so thinking about it that way and then also thinking about 
you know, if it is the in-laws that said that there wasn't any room in their house, so there's not enough room for Jesus's parents or his earthly parents at least. Um, and then shortly after that, all the baby boys are being killed. Like, I think for me, at least it gives me more hope in who Jesus is as like God with us, that it wasn't this perfect thing that he was born into, that it was rough around the edges and that people are being killed. And so when I think of it in that way, like I can better know the presence of God in the midst of the situations like we find ourselves in, you know, absolutely. So that's just what I think about. I don't know if you have any other thoughts you want to share from, from that, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about that too. And then I'm like, okay, look at the comparison of when, you know, Moses was born and his mother had to hide him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of the, all the Hebrew babies, they were being killed. So I'm like, yeah. I started to look at that parallel. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Moses was a deliverer in a way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we have the comparison there. And then right in the new Testament, it's there again. And I, and then I start to wonder, Shelby, like, wh- why wasn't Jesus born to, to royalty mm-hmm. on earth? You know, there has to be a point in that, you know? Yeah. So it's like Jesus in all ways had to associate with us. There are very few of us. I mean, there are a lot of royals, of course. But I also feel like Jesus, yeah, he came for the royals. He came to save everyone. But he really came for those who are downtrodden and those who you know, maybe are in poverty and and just really, you know, kind of burdened under the weight of the world. And he's like, look, I I wasn't I wasn't born to privilege. Mm. You know, I, I I didn't come from royalty. I didn't have a a silver spoon. Or did they have spoons back then? I didn't have a um I don't know, whatever, <laughs> whatever they had, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever they had there that is equivalent to silver spoon. Podcast listeners, you add it in, whatever you yes. want, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> toothpick whatever you want <laughs> he wasn't born with that and um and i think it was amazing because those the, the gifts that were given by the wise men were huge frankincense myrrh and gold they were so expensive you know what i mean um and and that really blessed jesus's family because they they were poor they didn't have um a lot of money and and i'm i'm always wondering like, man, you know, he was royalty. He is royalty, not was, he is royalty. He, he put down his, his heavenly crown to, to come down um, here. I'm, I'm about to start tearing up seriously because I'm like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to think about. And Jesus is so relatable. Yeah. He's so relatable just for that. He could have been born in a palace. Why not? He could have been born to Herod. Why not? You yeah. know, to, to match his, his heavenly status, but he came down, he, he dwelt with us and he was with us in every way. He, he, he could feel our pain. He, he knew what poverty was, you know, what it, what it meant not to maybe have food and get, he got a splinter as a carpenter, you know what I mean? So yeah. he's so relatable. So, uh, yeah. Kind of going off. Sound. Oh no, 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 that's good. <laughs> going off kind of what you're saying too. Like it makes me think about, I heard this story one time about some Bible translators. I can't remember if it was in the Philippines or, uh, it might've been Papua New Guinea actually. Um, if I remember correctly, but they were translating that passage about Jesus being the bread of life. And we think about like what that means to us like here, but in the place that they were at, like bread could only be afforded by like the richest of the community members. And so when they had to choose how to translate that passage, 
they actually translated it to Jesus is the sweet potato of life because sweet potatoes were something that were accessible by all members of that society and culture. And so just thinking about it that way, like how does that translate in our own lives? It's not just that it's like whatever that staple thing is that all people can have access to. Like that's what Jesus is to us. Like he's accessible to all people. And so I just think that's a beautiful, like, depiction of who Jesus is and yeah I don't know it's just it's really cool to think about how he truly is the God like that is with us with us Emmanuel with us Emmanuel with us and so even thinking about that too like if he would have been born into Herod's palace or or you know family like would that have even really helped the cause probably not because of the persecution coming from Herod Um, I don't, I don't know if he would have been as relatable to Mary and Joseph or people of their stature. I agree. It it would have been like, okay, well, this savior is only for the, um, is only for the rich folks, Yeah, you know, is only for the Royals and, and people would have missed out on that salvation. He had to come and be the lowest of the lows and so everyone can can reach him you know so mm. so royals who think they're you know so high and mighty you know can can still say oh my gosh i can identify and and those who don't have a lot of money or are just down and out can can still identify as well yeah that's deep that's deep deep stuff yeah well i think we're reaching our time limit for the day Steph. okay but i did want to end <laughs> with a quick story about something that actually happened in my hometown um, a couple years ago. I think it was two years ago now. The uh, one of the the big like Baptist churches in the downtown area uh, had their nice nativity scene out in front of their church building, and next thing you know, you're seeing all these articles and news reports that someone had swiped the Savior from the nativity scene and isn't that wild (laughs) someone stole jesus someone literally stole jesus usually i think they uh would i I think they actually were like gluing jesus into the manger for a while but then uh because of just concerns about you know things being stolen i did want to read a little bit of this article from one of the papers uh, or the local papers, just so that you can really get a picture of <laughs> what's going on here. All right. So it's called the case of the missing baby. Jesus missing from local manger infant last seen wrapped in swaddling clothes and described by Ricky Bobby in the film Talladega knots as an eight pound, six ounce newborn baby. Jesus don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant. So cuddly, but still omnipotent yes someone stole baby jesus the theft or savior napping occurred right there on main street in front of the first baptist church where many of the who's who of the community gather to worship sing and pray and take particular pride in their nativity scene which without baby jesus is just a bunch of figures in a ramshackle yet well-lit building with hay on the floor <laughs> it, it, oh my gosh this is i will say this is kind of a humor piece about everything mm-hmm. going on, if you cannot tell Um, But it says, as of this writing, the case is still open and the frantic search for baby Jesus continues. Um, In addition to a theft of many other things in our community, 
the baby Jesus statue really takes precedent overall. Online outrage was swift. It all goes back to the word respect, said one Facebook commenter who was not Aretha Franklin. It's not a game, and you may think you'll get away with it, but you will eventually answer for your actions. Another commenter wrote, I hope the Holy Ghost keeps them awake till they return. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought that was a kind of a funny, you know, we're talking about the nativity scene. How can we end on a little bit of a funny, funny note? They actually end the article um, by saying, you can drop off baby Jesus at any area fire department. No questions asked. Oh, my gosh. Or better yet, come in the still of night under the cover of darkness and gently place baby Jesus back where he belongs. You know, maybe someone just wanted Jesus really close to them. They you really know, needed him in person, I think. They, I mean, just close, just in very close proximity. So not <laughs> condoning um, swiping the Savior. Um, however, you know, some people just need that real close. I mean, we all need that, you we know, do, that real yeah. close. <laughs> we do, we do. But more than others, I guess. Oh, man. Well, it's been good to be with you again, Steph. Yes, Hang ma'am. out, talk about all the things related to the nativity scene. Uh, check out our Instagram page, Facebook page for pictures of um, those specific ones that we talked about today. And we hope that all of you just remember that God is a God who is with us um, where we are in the situations we find ourselves in. Um, and that it's not this perfect, um, perfectly painted nativity scene that we think or see very often that, that there were things going wrong then too. Um, but yeah, he is still present with us. So, um, yeah, we hope you guys have a great week. Steph, you want to sign off? All right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> have a good day. Bye. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.